When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Uh, Generous enough to give us some more time uh, today here on uh, SENZ in the mornings. Uh, just finished his own very busy breakfast show. Greg, thanks so much for your time. And we're hearing that you're getting information a lot sooner than us over here and uh, that uh, it's been reported uh, through, I think, Channel 7 that uh, Nathan Brown was has walked before uh, he's even uh, looked at being pushed. Yeah, that's right, Ian. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know exactly how it's, how it's happened in terms of uh, who made the decision um, to start with. When we heard that Nathan Brown was having a meeting this morning, but that he'd informed the Warriors that he wasn't, he didn't want to move to New Zealand to coach. Um, I, I guess that, that that got you thinking. Well, you know, who's who's come up with the who, who started the conversation? Um, and I and I really did think that by the time they got to this meeting, which never happened, it was supposed to happen at nine o'clock in our time, Eastern um, Eastern Standard Time. But it, it, we got the news a little early in that, around eight o'clock, that Nathan Brown had coached his last game. So. Uh, there'll be an interim put in, whether that's Stacey Jones or Justin Morgan um, or someone else, I'm not sure. But um, I, I think, look, my, my read on it is that Nathan Brown, after the performance against Manly, which was, look, there's been some, you know, and again, you have to preface this with the fact that the Warriors have done a, you know, have done it tough for the last two years. Uh, but I thought in terms of their effort, and just aside, not wanting to play, that was the greatest example I've seen over the last couple of years, uh, that they just didn't want to be out in the field against Manly. It was a horrible first half from them. And after watching that, I thought, well, something's got to give here. Something's got to happen. Uh, and it has. I, I you know, I, I'm calling the one. I'm, I'm flying up to Redcliffe on Sunday to do the Warriors-Sharks game. I'm intrigued about what I'm going to get from the Warriors now. Mm. Um, it, it makes it interesting, but um, yes. So Nathan Brown no longer the coach. It's, it's massive news, and we're we're a, we're a day out from Origin, and it's taken over that. You know, the perfect guy to talk to in this scenario. Now, I I, I got to ask you: Do you think this not wanting to coach in New Zealand and reside in New Zealand is a smokescreen? Uh, if the Warriors were a good side. Uh, performing well, top eight candidate, playoff candidate, would that be the attitude? And how the hell can you use that as an excuse anyway? I mean, this is the New Zealand Warriors. You made the sacrifice to come across. Anyone must know that when they sign for a side like that, they've got to spend some time away from home, concerted time away from home, surely. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on, on what you first said. I, I think it's a smokescreen. Uh, and whether, you know, whether the Warriors have said to Nathan, look, um, you know... Uh, you, you, you can't go any further. It's not working. Uh, use this line as you as you get out line. Of course, everyone knew. What, what, the, the situation hasn't changed. At the start of the year, you know, Nathan Brown knew at some stage, and not this season, but next season, he would be moving back to the Warriors. I don't know 
if anything's changed in Nathan Brown's circumstance as to why. But your point, Ian, on if they were travelling well, would it happen? No way. No way. Yeah, uh, that's a, that is, to me, it, it just sticks out like the nose on on the proverbial face to me. Uh, okay, yeah. so, right, we, we know that that's going to happen. Uh, we've still got a, a rugby season to complete, etc. As you say, you've got yeah. to travel uh, up to Redcliffe to call him this weekend. Who do you think will be in charge? Who's ready and equipped, if anybody is, to go in there right now? Oh, right now? Look, I, I yeah, I, I don't know what the best scenario is for the Warriors right now but you're, we're only halfway through the season we've got a half a season to go and I know the Warriors do go back and start playing some games in New Zealand uh, over the next few weeks which is a, which is a good thing It's you know, but yeah, you know I, I feel for the Warriors fans they, they want to have a side that they can be proud of that they can support um, and they're not in that situation at the moment uh, long term I think they need an experienced coach. They need someone that has ridden the ups and downs. It's a, it's it's going to be a, a you know a tough situation for any coach to walk into, um, but not impossible. By no means impossible. Um, I would be looking long term for a coach that has done it, that that's been there. And there's a few mm. of those coaches floating around, and there might even be a few coaches that are coaching right now that are available. I I've got a feeling. You know, I, I just think, and we've heard overnight that Michael Maguire might have coached his last game, or in, or it might be this weekend. Michael Maguire might be on the on the books. He might be on the on the books of the Warriors, or one of those coaches that they can grab. So you know, there's Shane Flanagan, there's Paul Green. They've both won premierships. Uh, it, I think it needs to be someone that's that's ridden that wave of NRL success, but also failure and knows how to get a club out of trouble. Well, we see that Maguire fits that mould perfectly. He's been a successful coach, but the thing that worries me about him coming here is that one of the things that Nathan Brown always came in with here, he has he wasn't actually an established uh, top quality coach with a great success rate, and a losing type coach would just perhaps come in with the same type of reputation. I suppose I'm not quite sure what his dressing room technique is compared to a Nathan Brown. Is he the kind of guy who can walk in as the current Kiwis coach and say to this group of players, look, fellas, um, uh, I'm the new broom coming in here. Uh, can the new broom make a difference in a week uh, or a week or two weeks or in half a season, Brandy? I think that's mm. the point we're trying to ask over here. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it can make a difference short term. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I know that, you know, those... A couple of those coaches, Maguire and Flanagan, are both very strong personalities. They're very strong men. They're very strong coaches. Um, you know, I, I guess you know they could make a difference because of their, their personalities and the way they deal with things. Um, uh, well, you know, whether that turned, but you know, Smitty, you, you're just looking at you know the effort from the Warriors. If, if you know, and, and you need to be buying into what the coach is saying. And, um, you know, obviously they've, they've bought out the Warriors in, in what Nathan Brown's offering them and uh, that can lead to those sort of performances that we saw on the weekend. Whether, whether the season can be saved, it can be certainly, uh, you know, I, I think there can be m- much better performances from the Warriors. If they get the effort out of the players, or the, the, you know, the performances um, improve dramatically. Well, here's, uh, I'll just go one step, uh, perhaps a little bit further back if I can. I mean, you know the scene, you know the NRL scene, you know what management or ownership of a club looks like. 
Um, and I, I look at this scenario here. This Mark Robinson seems to want to be front and centre of things. I mean, you, know, you can have high-profile owners um, when things are going well, um, but I'm not sure when they aren't, and, and I tend to think an owner should just be that. Uh, and then you've got a guy who basically is gazumping everything he says. Is like, well, what's the point of Cameron George saying anything at all? So uh, I, I don't think you can do anything about ownership until someone wants to buy this guy out or or, or whatever happens. So, but that team, that seems to be an issue coming through. Mark Robinson's name as owner seems to be front and centre way too too often. Yeah, well, there's a there's a number of clubs that are that are privately owned, and I, I guess it depends on the personality of that owner as to how much or how little he is wanted to be seen or heard from. Um, and, then it's the, and then it's the relationship between the owner, who does hold all the cards, um, and the, the man in, in charge or the man in charge of running the club and, and running the day-to-day business, and that's, that's the CEO. So depending on that personality of, of the... And we can't, change, we, you know, we can't change people's personalities. They might be an, an out-front type person, but uh, you need to sort of be able to work with that. And I, I guess if you are the CEO, you need to be a strong character and, and to be able to manage that. You know, you don't want your owner... He, uh, he is tipping the money in, but how, <laughs> how good is it running a club? You know, he might have the cash, but his knowledge of running a club and making decisions... Uh, they mightn't be the best, and they might they might be made on emotion. Uh, that's not the best fit. Uh, so if you if you've got an owner that likes to be like uh, likes to be out front, likes to be heard, and likes to be seen, you need to be a very strong CEO, and you need to be able to manage that uh, and in what's best for your club. So yeah, that that's another that's another thing that the Warriors have to deal with at present, apart from finding a coach. Let's talk on a, a positive league uh, side, if we can, Brandy. Something that's always very well received on this side of uh, of the, the Tasman, of course, is State of Origin. State of Origin one is just tomorrow night. It's as uh, quickly as that coming around. Uh, you're, of course, heavily involved uh, in the New South Wales camp. You've had, uh, I think, you've had Alexander Volkanovsky in there paying a visit to the Blues camp. How did that go? Uh, that was good. He was terrific. He spoke very well, and he just spoke about his process in terms of getting ready for a fight and it was very applicable um to what the new to what players go through in origin um yeah it is a three-game series but it's almost like three grand finals um and you are getting yourself ready uh to go where your body normally wouldn't take you um and you know he he spoke about a lot of things that were very um very applicable to what uh, the, the players go through. So that was that was a good little session that we had with him last week. Um, it, it is a it's a good week to be involved with the, the the best players in the game and to watch how they work and watch how they prepare themselves and watch how they uh, form a, a bond and uh, very quickly uh, as to you know what's needed when you get out in the field and and they rely on each other. It, it doesn't matter you know what Freddie does. You know, Freddie can't play for them. It's, you know, they're accountable for everything themselves, and it's a it's a joy to to be involved with you know the players and the coaches here uh, with the Blues, and it has been for the last four years. We've still got the nucleus of that side still together. Um, the players have come in and come out of the side, and we've got four players that will make their debut tomorrow night. And their families came in last night and handed out their jerseys, and 
Uh, we had Sam Burgess also in as to, to hand out the, the other players' jerseys, the ones that have been here before. So that, that's an emotional and a very important part of the, the, the build-up for, for Origin. And uh, hopefully, the, you know, these blokes are ready to get the job done tomorrow night. Do you sense your guys are ready? Sorry, Smitty, I, I, you, what was that? Did, do, you, do you sense that, that uh, your guys are in the right space at this point out, 24 hours out? you think they're ready? Yeah, I, I do, yes, absolutely. I, I think they are. They're, and they're all, you know, the best professionals we've got. And, um, you know, being ready and getting and, and actually winning the game doesn't always equate. But, um, yeah, I, I think they're ready, mate. Okay, let's uh, just come before we let you go. A couple of the matchups which are uh, clearly interesting in the halves. Where, where do you see that that panning out? Uh, well, well um, you know their, their halves are in great form, like uh, the Queenslanders. Yeah, Cameron Munster hasn't played as consistently well, I think, in his career. And you know he had a a bit of a re- reality check at the, the back end of last year and obviously realised he needed to change some things. We've seen him play some great football for the Melbourne Storm. Cherry Evans is a... Is, I've always been a fan of Cherry Evans for the last decade, even when when the Queensland weren't picking him. Um, you know, I, I remember I used to say to the Queensland commentators, well, what about Cherry Evans? Is he a chance? And they sort of used to scoff at me, like, oh, as if we'd pick Cherry Evans. But uh, Cherry Evans is a great player, and... Uh, he always, always rises to the occasion. doesn't matter whether his form is a bit scratchy with Manly. Uh, and then we've got the Penrith boys as halves for the, for the Blues. And, you know, Nathan's arguably the best player in the competition, Nathan Cleary. Uh, Jerome is a great foil for him. Uh, Jerome had a great series in his debut series last year. Um, missed game three. Both of them missed game three last year. And uh, we ended up losing that game. And, and, you know, that was a big reason, the fact that those two weren't there. But the combination between Yo, Cleary and Luai uh, will be pretty important for us tomorrow night. And uh, Tedesco, Pongia, that battle? Uh, Ponga's, yeah, <laughs> Ponga's a great player. And, yeah, Newcastle have been struggling. He's done it tough in a few of the games that the, 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 the Knights have played this year, but he's a he's a great player, and great players generally rise to the occasion. Tomorrow night's a big game. He'll be he'll be very good for them, um, you know. And James Tedesco at the back for us has been well. He's our most experienced. He's played sixteen games, Teddy, um, and the leadership certainly suits him. He rises. He, he rose to the occasion last year and just imposed himself on the game to make sure we would win and. His form's been good for the for the Roosters, and he'll be a key for us again tomorrow night. Greg Alexander, uh, thank you so much. I know you've been really busy yourself this morning covering over on your own show, but uh, fantastic that you've taken the time uh, to enlighten us uh, on your take on what's going on over here and what a bloody mess it is. But, hey, thanks, mate. Uh, and, no worries, and, Ian. Enjoy, enjoy tomorrow night. Uh, fantastic. Should be a great occasion. Thank you. I, I will. Pleasure to talk, mate. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.